There are a few things that we wish we knew before we started the ketogenic lifestyle. I know my life would have been so much easier had we figured out what we now know because it would have helped me to understand why I was struggling. It would have helped me to understand what I was actually up against. We want to help you guys to be successful doing a ketogenic lifestyle and we want you to start today. So we're going to talk about our screw ups so that you guys can have an easier time of it and know what you're in for because some of this stuff is just plain hard. Hello everyone. Welcome to Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet. Pat Chat Edition. I'm Violet. And I'm Pat. The first thing differently is how sugar was bad for us. We definitely wish we knew that a long time ago because we probably would have started like way earlier in, in life. Uh, all the all all the damage that sugar caused to your body, uh, for example, um, high blood, in my case, high blood pressure was mainly caused by that. Uh, skin defects, uh, having no energy, uh, falling asleep in afternoon meetings after lunch, after a little dessert, not even a big lunch. Can you imagine? I had my own office, so I could actually take a nap. Oh. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> I think the other thing that's important for us to understand about how sugar affects the body is that it's involved in the inflammation process. So sugar is bad because when you eat sugar, it actually tricks your body into thinking that inflammation is needed. It starts to unleash inflammasomes leading to inflammation when in fact there's nothing to repair. So you're actually, your body's constantly sending out inflammasomes to solve. It's like, it's like sending the fire department to put out fires that aren't there. Just put, think about it that way. This is happening all through your body repeatedly, right? And then on top of it, when we have inflammation, what does the doctor do? Gives us medication to solve the inflammation that's being caused by the sugar we're eating. Okay. It's ridiculous, but if we don't know that eating excess sugar causes inflammation, every time you feel inflamed, you actually take the medication. And like, you know, all of that, we didn't even talk about the weight. <laughs> Obviously, like when you get older, you gain weight, you're wondering why you, you want to go more to the gym. So like, that's an, another huge like uh, side effect of eating too much sugar. The weight is a problem because we don't like how we look, but and the other piece of the puzzle, the weight is a problem because if you have too much weight, it puts stress on your actual body, which again can lead to real problems where you would then have real inflammation, hmm. right? It's just a ladder climbing on top of itself. You're constantly pushing yourself into the hole deeper and deeper and deeper. I wish I would have known that sugar is an addictive substance because if I would have known that sugar is an addictive substance, then first of all, when I would have started the ketogenic lifestyle, I would have been looking for, well, what type of withdrawal symptoms am I going to, am I going to actually live? So not knowing that I was going to have withdrawal symptoms, what do you think happened to Violet? Well, I actually ended up living horrible withdrawal symptoms because I just, from one day to the next, cut off sugar. And it's not saying that it was a bad thing for me to do it that way. I know my personality. I probably would have still lived two or three days of withdrawal symptoms over trying to wean myself off of sugar because I know my personality and the comfort of knowing that two days of hell would then lead to, I never have to deal with this problem again because I was not going to do 
keto like flu twice so oh. i would you, there was no way I, I i have not since going through that process put sugar back in my life to an extent where i had to relive that that scenario but the point i'm trying to make here is that for people who are unaware i didn't plan it properly like i didn't plan it properly i lived my keto flu in the middle of my work week that was a bad idea if i would have known which is what i tell all the people that i advise if they're going to start keto start on like on a thursday so that by the time the keto flu hits you on saturday you're home that's good you've got saturday you possibly friday night depending on how quickly it hits you but you have saturday and you have sunday to get through the bulk of the horrible stuff and then by monday you're feeling you're starting to feel better so i wish i would have known that it would have made my life so much easier you see for me like the addiction part of sugar was more the fact that the more you eat the more you want having known that probably i would have acted before earlier in life where like uh all you talked about being in front of tv having cookies and like the 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 week after is like more cookies and the week the week after is more sweet stuff and the more you eat the more you you Uh, you want, but you don't really link that to to sugar as an addictive substance. So maybe having known that would have like acted differently. That's interesting too, because for you, there was a lot of cookies and sweet stuff. And sweet stuff. Sweet tooth. Potatoes, um, rice, rice. Uh, like pasta. pasta, like that was my thing. So like, did it mm. look like I, I would, no one characterizes me with the exception of chocolate. No one characterizes me as a sweet tooth. I, mm. I never liked candy. I don't eat candy. It was always like, you know, real food yeah. that was killing me, mm. right? And of course, laziness and processed foods that was killing, but again, not sweet stuff. I'll actually, a lot of the yeah. things I love to eat were savory, were the starches and the, like those mm -hmm. things, right? Yeah. So again, like knowing that it's an addictive substance and that the addiction can come in different forms and can yeah. look different. Yeah. Because when, when you tell people you should stop eating sugar, most of them say, I don't eat sugar. I, I haven't had candy in years. But they're eating yeah. rice, but they're eating potatoes, but they're right. So mm -hmm. I really wish I would have realized how sugar isn't everything. So, and what I mean by that is for the things that I did eat that was sweet, like chocolate, for example, um, cereal, when I would have cereal, um, it would, would be sweetened with sugar. I wish I would have known that there were other ways to make something taste amazing than going towards sweet. And so it's weird because on the one hand, I never liked food, right? I ate food, but it wasn't like, you know, I was looking forward to a meal. But if I was going to eat chocolate, that's like, okay, that would be something that I'm paying attention to. Um, if I was going to have cereal, like I had to, I wanted to taste a certain way. I wish I would have understood that there's other ways for things to taste fun than being sweet, right? Like birthday cake, mm -hmm. um, uh, soda, a lot, actually a lot of my drinks were sweet. Actually, now I'm thinking about that. A lot of my drinks were sweet, even though food was like not sweet, but my drinks were, mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't a big dessert person, but again, that was the way we were raised. But if I was going to eat a snack, it was more towards mm -hmm. sweet. The truth is, like, is sugar mess is messing up your taste bud. It seems like it's hijacking them. Yeah, it's like, totally like things that you 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 don't even imagine tasting good, or they didn't taste good when you ate a lot of sugar, 
actually start tasting good after. It's when you go back to the sugar that actually sugary stuff tastes bad. So having known that before, like it opens up a, a, a world of new flavors. I often talk about my uh, sugar-free yogurt, my plain yogurt, sugar-free. Before, like we we went low carb keto. Uh, like one bite of that was like disgusting. Uh, dark chocolate. Like I can now even have a piece of 95% cacao chocolate, and and it's good. It tastes good. So so, when, once you know that like it's sugar that's missing your your taste buds like it's not that scary like to to leave sugar i actually want to go a step further than that and say like because all the things you're naming there still have sugar in them yeah but like I or i think almost everything has sugar in it though mm. so that's a hard one to change but i'm just gonna go towards something interesting like for me olives i never liked olives mm. i never liked avocado versus like it's my those are my two favorite things mm. to eat now Although there is some sugar in them still. So, but like, I feel like the fattiness of them too, like there's something there. Like I'm just thinking about eating things like pork chops and um, chicken and like bacon and like how much more I seem to enjoy my meals now because, well, is it because it's the only thing I'm eating? I don't know. Is maybe maybe it could also be that like psychologically that's the time I eat I only eat meals now so maybe I'm enjoying the meal more because I'm not eating anything else but I'm also wondering about the fact that I don't eat anything almost that's just sugar anymore another good example is the coffee I I know before I used to uh, put a little bit of sugar in my coffee uh, now it's just cream and it stays and it tastes good like uh, even with sugar now it tastes bad so so you just develop new flavors and you 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 should not be like scared of that like it's 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 an, a whole new world that opens up actually when you get rid of the sugar another thing we wish we knew is the food that are considered as healthy and that are pushed by like doctors nutritionists uh, the the food guides out there are actually really bad for your health so fruits, grains, cereals, like things that well, you buy a box of healthy cereal that are really, really bad. Like, Want to hear the health. joke? Want to hear the joke? I used to tell my daughter, like I used to make distinctions between the healthy cereal <laughs> and the unhealthy cereal. And I realized it's all the same stuff. Yeah. Like, but I used to push it as a, or the health, remember the healthy bread? You have to brown bread with all the, yeah. it's all the same. It's like, we, we really had this idea that they, they fooled us. They. They fooled us into believing that there was a difference between Fruit Loops and Cheerios. It's all the same. Yeah. yeah. So I wish I, I do agree with you. I wish I would have known that. And I wish I would have known for, again, what I said a few minutes ago, the regular foods like quinoa versus spelt versus rice versus pasta. I mean, besides the fact that pasta is processed all carb yeah. i wish i would have known that those things and a chocolate bar are closer than i would have thought right mm. like the effects are, I, the effects in your body are yeah. basically the same and I, like mm. i remember growing up in a home where we were allowed and as a matter of fact it's still my mom's position that it's more important for you to eat the rice and the vegetables than the meat Right? We're trying to help you guys to change the way you're thinking about the food that you're considering healthy. If I would have known how much sugar was in this stuff, I never would have called that healthy. 
the next thing I wish I knew probably long before even starting like this journey is that a calorie is not a calorie. What did you like? What did you say a week before? You cannot exercise your way out of a situation. You ate yourself into something like that. And this is like a perfect example. No amount of exercise without a proper diet will make you lose weight. So I wish I knew that like long, 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 long time ago, because in the past I went to the gym, like I went to spinning classes, lost 20, 25 pounds. What happened as soon as I stopped, gained it back like twice as fast as before. Having known that putting exercise with a proper diet would have made my life much easier. I would have started that like long before. And I think the hard part for people to accept here because a calorie is a calorie has been pushed for so long that we don't acknowledge that our body is not a physics lab. Our body cares about hormones. It's the hormones that tells our body what to do with what. And carbohydrates affect our hormones in a very different way than fats and proteins. And so what's really tough is you'll see people, I mean, I see it all, I still see it regularly. Their focus is I'm going to the gym because I had cake yesterday. And it's like, the gym is not gonna erase the damage the carbohydrates did internally. The gym is gonna help you to, to burn some fat, possibly for sure, that's that's 100%. But the thing is, did I store more than I could possibly burn tomorrow? Number one, in terms of weight. But number two, is it gonna erase the damage? Impossible, right? The truth is, if I take a key and scratch my car, the metal got scratched. So even though I'm gonna put the paint back and from far, it doesn't look like a scratch is there. If you come in close, you're gonna see the scratch. And if I keep taking that key and scratching that car over, it doesn't matter how many times I paint it, the metal that I'm removing with the key is gonna get deeper and deeper and deeper. You can't exercise away hmm. what you ate yourself into. So when you go for a workout, it's not the meal you just had that's gonna help you go through your your gym session is what you ate like yesterday. Just be clear, as I don't want anyone to have the misperception. I think everybody should work out because it helps your body to be strong yeah. and it helps to keep you flexible. And that's an amazing reason to work out. It's been shown over and over, especially for women, the more muscle you have on your body, the longer you live. Oh, yeah. I want everybody living for it. I want all my wellness warriors living well past 100 years old. So go to the gym or do whatever kind of workout you like to do. I don't go to the gym. I've said it a million times. I like to do activities, mm -hmm. but I'm not suggesting in any way that working out isn't amazing. It yeah, is. It is. Yeah. It's just not going to stop your carbs from attacking your body. In my profession, I wish I would have known how sugar affects anxiety because that would have really helped me to help a lot of people who, especially people who end up taking medication for anxiety, who could more naturally help themselves by diminishing the amount of carbohydrates they eat. See, anxiety is related to cortisol. When you have more cortisol in your body, you're gonna be more anxious and more anxious people have more cortisol. So it's a back and forth. They're the two, um, cortisol is the hormone that gives us the energy we need when there's a problem happening. Right? It's, part of, it's part of its job is to pull sugar back into the system so we have some quick, rapid energy. The problem, though, is, again, like I said earlier, when you eat sugar, you're talking to your body, right? 
your body say, hey, there's sugar here. There must be a problem. And anxious, be and right? For the people I've spoken to about it, the progress they've had by not diminishing the amount of sugary snacks that they eat, so not even doing keto, just like trying to keep their processed foods lower has really made an amazing difference. The other thing was kind of related because through my keto journey, I found out about vitamin D. And for the number of people who don't get enough vitamin D, who end up feeling depressed. So just, you know, knowing these two pieces, I wish I would have known these two pieces of information years ago, because how many people have I helped to improve their vitamin D and help solve that depression? So food does affect your mood. So big surprise, the Canadian American food guide are not the healthiest way to eat. I wish I would have known that like before, 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 before. Uh, I know they changed it uh, not so long ago, for a couple of years ago, I think. They made progress, but they're still like pushing grains and fruits as healthy, uh, a healthy part of, of a lifestyle when, when actually they're not that good. So they're horrible. They're horrible, yeah. <laughs> so so be careful. And, and oftentimes, like when you talk to friends, colleagues, siblings, parents about keto, I've uh, already been told, yeah, but like the Canadian food, food guide, like what, what about them? And like they do see as like, this is the Bible of how you should eat. Be careful with that. I wish I would have known that long ago. The changes that the Canadian food guide made, it's pretty looking, but it still pushes the poor quality foods. And I think, I honestly do believe it's because there's too much invested in this way of eating for the government to really just shut every, like, I don't know what would happen to our economy if people just stopped eating processed mm -hmm. foods. I actually feel like, like it would break. Mm -hmm. I, I still want to break it. <laughs> I really do want to break it, but I don't think that the, the government could allow that to happen so quickly. So there are small changes that were made, but the changes aren't helping people in a way that's going to really help them to understand that if you continue to eat sugar as the base of your diet you are harming your body and i'm willing to say that out loud if you eat sugar as the base of your diet you are harming your body why am i so confident to say that because it's true right i'm not making things up it's the truth all of those fast food process we, we do integrate them in our lifestyle because they're fast because they're easy like we are preparing us a video like in, in a while where we're going to show that like keto is easy. Keto doesn't take long. I've, I've taken picture and film a bunch of meal that I've made for myself that honestly, none of them took more than 15 minutes, 20 minutes to prepare. Honestly, I, I don't like to cook. None of my meals take that long to do. Like the longest thing is cooking the meat. And if you've got the right type of kitchen equipment, you don't even have to be there. So I, I just feel like this fast food, we want convenience, even though the convenience is inconvenient because I would rather feel good than have a quick meal. And you know what? I'd rather pay a little more on the meal than give the money away to my doctor, give the money away to the pharmaceutical companies. I'd rather pay a little more on my meal. I wish I would have known how much more energy I would have had not eating sugar. What's really, really tricky, and again, makes me so angry, is that they always tell you the best energy is sugar. You know, eat those bananas before you're gonna go do something. Uh, eat that pasta before you're gonna go do something. That quick, clean energy, it is not quick. 
No, mm. that's not true. It is quick. But why is it quick? Sugar is quick energy because your body's working like a maniac trying to get that poison out of your system. Is it clean energy? No, that's why your body works like a maniac trying to get it out of your system. Like we are so, we have been so lied to about the benefits of sugar. Going back again to how many people are making money off of the sugar machine, right? This grain machine that, but the best energy is fat, right? But I, I would have had more energy. I would have been healthier. My knee issues began early 20s. I live early 20s all the way to 43 with knee issues that didn't need to be there. They are currently fine. Can you imagine? 20 some odd years, 22, 20, 21 years of knee pain that did not need to be. I, I wish I would have known. I remember like I was in high school playing badminton like 25 hours like a week. And once I went to the hospital and they took my blood pressure and like yeah, the, the, the nurse was like, oh, it's a little bit high. Like it's the same as you. Like in, in late 18 years, I already had some uh, beginning of a high blood high blood pressure problem so so yeah like the next thing i wish i knew before is that we don't have like all these little aches and pains because we're getting old is <laughs> because we don't have good eating habits uh how often like you you hear your uncles like uh, cousins like oh i'm just like yeah i'm knee problem hip problem like because i must be getting old not at all not at all Funny enough, when I was working for the government at one point, uh, a colleague said, oh, you know, like as we get older, we have our children, we just get fat. <laughs> and it's like, that's not reality. <laughs> we get fat because we eat garbage. Yeah. It's not just because we get old. So yeah, you're right. I, there, mm. there is this assumption that as you age, you have to fall apart. Mm. Of course, you're going to get older. Of course, we're going to slow down. We're, we're a healthy 20-year-old Violet and a healthy 50, 70, 80 year old Violet is not gonna be behaving the same way, that's for sure. But a healthy 70 year old Violet can, in this moment, the way I'm looking at it, might actually be feeling better than the Violet was feeling at 25, 30. I will be healthy because I will treat my body the way I'm supposed to treat my body. And I wish I would have known when I was younger that that's what I needed to do. If I had to say there was one thing I wish I knew that hits me the hardest that like I would say like, oh, wow, life would have been very different. It's if I would have known that Kyler was right, I never would have fought her because Kyler never wanted to eat sweet stuff. I always offered her the birthday cake. I always bought the cookies, even though it was just her frenzied. I always bought these things, bought these things, bought until eventually she started eating them, too. But if I would have known that she was just right, that she didn't like the taste because the taste wasn't healthy. Rather than put her in front of the unhealthy food, I would have joined her there. I wish I would have known that she was right. And I want all the new parents, pay attention to your little people because I guarantee you they're spitting out that sweet stuff right now. I guarantee you that they're like, oh, oh, oh. they're doing that. She used to do it. My niece did it. My nephew did it. 
all the little kids that I was actually around them when it was time to teach them and introduce them to new foods, they all did it. Mm -hmm. I wish we would have known how yeah. right they were because I would have followed them. Yeah. And honestly, it just make, makes me think about uh, your last Monday's video where Dr. Fung like ask his son like uh, how do you think we, we we would be like losing weight the easiest or something like that and you just like the son said oh, you just stop eating <laughs> you're just fasting so you have to listen to your i had like one of my son that was like that also like uh, uh in his early age like birthday cake no didn't want that was scraping off the icing on the cake uh, as soon as it was too sweet like he was putting it off like he didn't like it at all the thing i wished other people knew at the time so nutritionists doctors i wish they knew about keto i wish they knew about how bad sugar is for your health because how many times i've i've went and okay my weight was out of control i was moving more say okay i'm gonna go see a nutritionist and you're limiting your calories and you're you're doing more so it's always the eat less move more story that never works and and health professionals still push that idea so I wish they knew better. So somehow I wish also that, that keto was more mainstream or low carb was more mainstream. Like even when you started looking for, for information about your hip, you, you needed to, to, to look hard for, like keto came around, but like, it's not like you turn on YouTube and you see a bunch of keto videos. So that's why we're, we're there for us, for, for you guys. But like, uh, yeah, I wish like that was mainstream a little bit earlier in my, uh, in my life. So. I remember, actually the funny thing is I remember a few conversations that you and I had where we, I don't remember why, maybe it was the hip thing, then you were like, oh, we'll just go see a nutritionist or whatever. Yeah. And I remember like the part of like, I mean, obviously I talked to people about food and health and whatever before this, giving the same spiel and like knowing, I know exactly what the nutritionist is going to tell me because I know because I tell people this information. And I remember you like kind of like, why did you want to go see it? And it's like, now that I think back on it, I would have paid money. Really bad advice. <laughs> I would have paid money to go hear someone tell me what I was already doing, but only to be reinforced in my bad idea because I had the same bad idea. I am so sorry to all the people out there that I ever said that you need to go and exercise more and just be moderate in your foods that you're eating. And like all that garb, it was... It was me not knowing that there was an extra piece of this puzzle that the nutritionist and the the education system that I went through that told me the same information were wrong, right? And if I would have known that, 100%, I wouldn't have been giving out that bad information. And I really don't believe, and I read the book um, by Dr. Uh, Barry, um, Lies My Doctor Told, I, I believe him. People don't know. Like doctors don't know. They're not out there giving bad information while they're holding on to the secret to themselves because the doctors are fat too. If they knew, they'd all be skinny and we'd all be fat. It's not the truth. Doctors are overweight just as much. Like the percentage of overweight doctors isn't different than the percentage of overweight people in the, in the rest of the world or the rest of the people, I should say. So it's not that they're holding and lying to us. They just don't know. They just don't know. They just don't know. Whether or not you do keto, low carb, I suggest keto, carnivore, whether you, whichever one of those veins you choose to go through to correct your health, we need to understand it's not a diet. 
it's a change in the way that you're feeding your body, fueling your body, building your body, because your body is so important. It's the vessel that takes you from now to the end of your life. And it needs to be healthy for you to be able to do whatever you want to do for the rest of the time that you're with us. So it takes seven years to do each refresh. So that means the body that I'm sitting in here today, I started making seven-ish years ago, right? Which means that going forward in the next seven years, I'm building what's going to take me into my forever. And the question I always have people think about, why would I build a body with holes in it? Eating cookies, eating chips, you know, drinking soda, eating like, bread, eating fruits, eating, like even the healthy stuff, even that healthy <laughs> stuff, eating rice, eating pasta. Why would I build a body knowing I'm putting holes in it? Right? Cause that's what the Canadian food guide is asking us to do. So they could turn around and the pharmacist can, the pharmaceutical companies can sell us some medication, right? And even though in Canada, medication is quite affordable. I still don't want you guys taking it. Yeah. I'd rather see you eat a healthy, low carb, or ketogenic, or carnivore style, paleo style way of eating and build the best yeah. possible body. And please don't wait until it's too late. Don't wait until the, your body starts telling you that bad stuff is happening. Start today. <laughs> Actually, that's the other thing that I wish I would have known mm. that those medications that I'm being given to solve the inflammation, to solve the high blood pressure, to solve the diabetes. It doesn't solve diabetes, it makes it worse. Mm. To solve most of them, most of them make it worse. To solve the diabetes, to solve the all the things that are being caused by what I'm eating is not actually the best option. We take medications to ease the symptoms when in fact, changing the food would solve the medical problem. Again, you need to go and read Dr. Fung's books because he gives such great examples and he really helps us to understand what we need to do. I'm going to link those below. Mm -hmm. It's not the medication that's going to help you. It's knowing how to fuel your body that's going to help you. So I wish I would have had this information before because I would have made very different choices. And you have the information now. I want you guys in the comments to tell me the date that you started keto. And if you haven't started it yet, give me the oh, date yeah. that is starting. Cause I'm hoping you're going to write today's date, but give me the date. So if you started a month ago, I want to know if you started five years ago, I want to know, I want to know how you guys are doing in your keto journey, right? Let's share, let's help each other. The more that we know that everybody's doing this and we're all in this together, the better we can help ourselves and help each other. I want to thank you for watching Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet, Pat Chat Edition. Love making these videos for you guys. If you're new, subscribe, ring the bell, do the things. Talk to you guys again next week. See you next week.